Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to bring an entirely new understanding to probably most of you today. At least a couple of weeks ago, this was a totally new understanding of something in the scriptures, and it has to do with time and eternity. It's really good. Someone sent me an email, a young boy, like six years old, and he had seen a vision of a meteor striking right near Puerto Rico. And this little boy said, I saw that there was a rip in time. And all of a sudden there was a meteor that came out of eternity and entered into time. There was no time to prepare. No one could see it coming. And he said, and almost instantly it hit the earth. And it continued to stick with me for several days. I mean, I kept seeing like, kind of like a zipper. But that particular phrase, there was just a rip in time and out of eternity entered the meteor into time. That's sort of what he said, but it stuck with me. So this is a new revelation. I think you'll find it very interesting. Help you to understand a whole bunch of scriptures when you got this one. So let's go to Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form. Here it comes, here it comes. And void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, let me explain what I think is happening there. It says the earth was without form and void and darkness. Now, I think that that is where God is, and that is eternity. And then when it says God moved upon the face of the waters, wait a minute, the heavens and the earth hadn't even been created yet. He pulled water from who knows where. And he brought that water together because he is about to create the earth. But the first thing I want to point out there is that it was darkness. So eternity is darkness. Darkness is eternity. Say it again. That's really, really, really important. So when you say darkness or think darkness, think eternity. If you want to get this, you got to get those two words. Darkness, eternity, eternity is darkness. That's the big secret. Anyway, let's go on. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I think that that is him gathering the waters together that he's about to make the earth with. Because if you look at all the other nine planets around us, what is the one thing that everybody is searching for that they can't find? Water on other planets. They are all without water except our planet. Now, let's go on. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, Actually, in the Hebrew is, he didn't say, let there be light. In the Hebrew, he simply says, Bereshit. In other words, that is the Hebrew word for light. Means that he simply said, light, and all of a sudden there were light. Now, let me tell you what I think happened. I think that there was a great explosion. I mean, like the Big Bang Theory, there's some truth to that. It does fit into scripture, where all of a sudden there was a giant explosion without getting all of the scientific good jargon in there. I'm just trying to make my point. So God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and divided the light from the darkness. Uh, What? 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 Okay, wait a minute. He goes on to say, it's real important here. He says, and God called the light day, and darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So that's how we know that the heavens and the earth were created in six 24-hour days because the evening and the morning were the first day. 
It was not created over six 1,000-year days. It was created over six 24-hour days. So the first day, what happened? God spoke light and gathered the waters. When he spoke light, there was a giant explosion, like a big bang. Then, the second day, now he divides the waters, the firmament, but I'm going to skip all of that. The third day, he brings forth grass and seed and herb. I'm skipping all that. Here's where I want to get to. Then, verse 14, God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night, and let these be for signs, seasons, for days, and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. Wait, wait, wait to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night, and he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of heaven. Now another place in scripture says, he threw them into place with his finger and called them by name. So he numbered every one of them. Every one of those stars is put in exactly the right place where God wants them. And to rule over the day and over the night, to divide the day, for the, to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Here it is. This is the real big thing. The evening and the morning were the fourth day. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He created light as the second thing. The first thing he did was the earth was without form and void and out of darkness. In my opinion, he gathered the waters. Then he created light. He made the explosion, as in he said, Barashit, and that caused the explosion. That was the first day because it clearly says it's not until the fourth day that he made the two great lights, the two great lights being the sun and the moon. So, wait a minute. What really happened first? Here's what really happened. When it says the earth was without form and void and darkness means that there was eternity. That's all there was. There was no sun. There was no moon. There was no stars. There was no nothing. It was just eternity. Then God first gathered the waters. That's what he says. God moved upon the face of the waters. He gathered the waters. Then he said, better sheet. There was a big explosion. So there's not even the sun and the moon and stars not even created yet. Because when he said better sheet, that was the explosion that made the heavens and the earth and the stars. But it took a little bit of time. It took a few days for him to put them all into place. Then on the fourth day, he made the two lights, and he also made the stars also. So what we're really saying here, this really, 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 really big, what we're really saying here is the first thing was eternity. Before there was time, before the waters were gathered, before he said batter sheet, before light was created, before the big explosion, first there was eternity. So in eternity is God. God is in eternity. Eternity is God. God is eternity. Got to get that if you're going to get the rest of these scriptures. I'm about to cover a bunch of scriptures. I'm about to show you something I never saw before, and it will help you understand a lot, a lot, a lot of scriptures. Okay, so now, first thing is eternity or darkness. God gathered the water. He made the explosion, and it's not until the fourth day that he makes the sun, the moon, and the stars. Now, let's jump on down. Let me show you something else. In Matthew 24, verse 27. Now, this is talking about the return of Jesus. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even out of the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I've talked about that a lot of times. That is the morning star. 
that's the light sword that Jesus blows out of his mouth with the breath of his nostrils, he brandishes his sword. That's his returning. That's him burning up the tares. Now, we go to verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened. Now, let me explain. There is a time where the sun goes dark. We know that that happens in the fourth vial. First, fourth vial, it gets seven times hotter, Isaiah 30, verse 26. And then in the fifth vial, it goes totally out. So we do know that the sun goes out. But I'm going to show you something different. The sun shall be darkened. Okay, we got that. The moon shall not give her light. We got that because if there's no sun, there, the moon just reflects the light of the sun. And the stars shall fall from heaven. Wait a minute. What does it mean? The stars shall fall from heaven. Okay, well, we can get that. We can understand that there's some kind of a big meteor shower. However, look at this next part. And the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. I think that part of what that... Now, yes, the sun, the moon, they, they all go dark. We understand. But how do you make the stars dark? How do you make the stars dark? And I'm going to show you a scripture in a minute that says exactly that. I believe, now that I understand that, that there's a cut in time. Basically, in eternity enters into time. And time, as I'll show you in a minute, is rolled back like a scroll. Now, let me read that again. The sun shall be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. That means changed. Yes, they're shaken too. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. What? You see... We don't see Jesus coming way off like this star that's getting closer and closer and closer. All of a sudden, there is simply a cut in time, and eternity enters in. That's the reason we see Jesus right then, the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They don't seem from a long way off like I used to see. I used to think that. But no, there's actually a cut in time, and all of a sudden he is. And I'm going to show you the scriptures that back that up in just a second. All of a sudden there's the cut in time, and the heavens roll back like a scroll, and eternity is, is entered into time. Time is stopped. Now, that's the reason the scripture says, and let him that is unjust be unjust still. Let him that is filthy be filthy still. Let him that is righteous be righteous still. Let him that is holy be holy still, meaning that the judgment is set, the books are open, that everyone that is saved remains saved, no one else falls away, and everyone that is not saved does not get to be saved. There's no one else saved, there's no one else falls away once time stops. Once that says, when it says the powers of heaven shall be shaken, boom, that's the split of time. Then shall appear the Son of Man a son of man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the Son of Man coming in clouds of power and great glory. He shall send his angels out with a great sound of a trumpet. That's the day of trumpet. That's the seventh trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, one heaven, end of heaven, and to the other. That's the day of trumpets. That's the day of the Lord, one evening and one morning I've been talking to you about. Now let's go to the next scripture. Acts 10.11 I saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending upon him as it had been a great sheet, knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. 
this is when uh, Peter saw the sheet let down with the unclean things in it, and he said, call that not uh, uh, dirty, what I've called clean. And then, of course, Cornelius, Cornelius is at the front door, and the gospel was taken to the Gentiles. But it said, I saw heaven open. In other words, that vessel, that sheet that had the unclean things in it, there was a cut in time, and eternity allowed that to enter into time. It was all of a sudden it wasn't there. The next second it is there. Then you jump to Revelation 19.11. I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. This is Jesus, and was his I saw heaven opened. There's a cut in time. Time is rolled back like a scroll, and eternity enters time, and time is no more. The judgment is set. Upon him is called faithful and true, the righteousness he doth judge, make war. This is the day of trumpets, the day of the Lord. This is the day of Armageddon, the burning of the tares. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. He had a name written when he goes on. Now, let's go on to the next scripture. Now let's jump back to Deuteronomy 5.22. Yeah, this is some good stuff. These words, the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount of the midst of the fire. Okay, so we have a fire. This is talking about Moses having to do with the mountain and the mountain is on fire and all of that sort of stuff. So in the middle of the fire, of the cloud and of the thick darkness. What? Let me read that again. What? How can you have fire and darkness? Assembling them out of the midst of the fire of the cloud and of the thick darkness with a great voice, and he added no more, and he wrote them in the two tablets of stone and delivered them unto me. How can you have darkness and fire together? The answer is, so there's time. And then all of a sudden there's a cut in time, and as the eternity enters time, eternity is darkness. So out of the midst of the fire, so God, in the in, as he's, on the mountain is fire, but he cuts time and he delivers the Ten Commandments out of eternity into time. Then we jump to verse 23. And it came to pass when he heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness. So this is God speaking out of eternity for the mountain did burn with fire. See, so you can have darkness and light all at the same time because God is light. Jesus is light, light of the world. But when they cut time, it's darkness entering into time, like a sheet is cut or like a curtain is cut. And they just slice it, roll it back like a scroll, and deliver the Ten Commandments. Or they deliver a voice, or they deliver a sheet filled with unclean animals unto Peter. Then we go to Genesis fifteen twelve, And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. See, that's what I'm talking about. That is eternity. Then he spoke to Abraham, and he said, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. So what happened was Abraham was asleep, and then God just cut time, and entering into time was eternity. And then he spoke to Abraham, told him what's going to happen. Then he jumped to Exodus 20.21. And the people stood afar back, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. Say again, thick darkness where God was. Again, darkness, God. Darkness, eternity. Jump to Deuteronomy 4.11. And he came near and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire. Okay, so you got the picture. The mountain is on fire. 
unto the midst of the heaven with darkness, clouds, and thick darkness. Now you remember when the darkness fell upon Egypt, it was a darkness. They couldn't get out of their bed for three days. And it was a darkness you could feel. That sounds to me like eternity entered into time. Here we have a case where the mountain was burning with fire, but all of a sudden in the midst of heaven, heaven entered or eternity entered into the mountain burning with fire. Instantly there was darkness, clouds, and thick darkness. Once again we see eternity made a slice in time, just like cutting a sheet, and eternity entered into time. Jump to Deuteronomy 5.22. These words the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount out of the midst of the fire. Okay, so we got the same thing. We got a pillar of fire here. Out of the midst of the fire, so we got fire here. Out of the cloud, and of the thick darkness with a great voice. So here's another example where the mountain was on fire. All of a sudden there's a cut in time. And out of the thick darkness, a great voice spoke. So here we have another example where eternity made a cut in time and spoke into time. See, before the earth was created, there was only darkness. And then God gathered the water. Then he spoke. There was the big explosion. It was not until the fourth day that the sun, moon, and the stars were created. So says the Bible. So eternity is darkness. What we see here is a slit in time, and God spoke out of eternity into time. Now, let's go to what I think is one of the most amazing collection of verses having to do with the end times. And surprisingly, it's not Revelation. Instead, it's Second Samuel, chapter 22, verse 8. Then the earth shook and trembled. Now, we know that happens. That's all day of the Lord. That's when the earth arises, or the, the Lord arises to shake the earth terribly. That's when every mountain falls, every valley is filled in, the rough places are made uh, uh, straight, uh, the crooked places are made straight, the rough places are made smooth. That all happens on the day of trumpets, the seven trumpets, or the seventh trumpet, or the day of the Lord, one evening and one morning. Then the earth shook and trembled, and the foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils. That's the morning star. And fire out of his mouth. That's more description of the morning star devoured. That's him burning the tares, you see. And the coals were kindled by it. He Here it is, here it is. This is really, really, really big. He bowed the heavens. Okay, I can remember when I was a kid, my older brother got a bow and a set of arrows for a Christmas present. Made of fiberglass. I can still remember it. Red and white. And I remember he showed me how to string it. And, you know, you had to put the bow down against the ground and put it against your foot. And then you put one leg over it. And then you, you stretched and you bent that bow till the string would come over in exactly the right place. And you pop it. In other words, he bowed that straight piece of fiberglass. Here he says he bowed the heavens. Well, that's another way to say he just cut time and eternity entered into time. And there's a time coming on the Day of Trumpets when he removes time completely. I'll show you that. There's a time coming when we will, in eternity, we will not see the sun or the moon or the stars. I'll show you the scripture in just a second. They all go away because, once again, we are then in eternity. There is no such thing as time. Time is only a 6,000-year thing that God does to bring the bride to Jesus. All right, let's go on. So he bowed the heavens also, 
and came down. In other words, he's cutting time and came down and darkness was under his feet. So darkness or eternity is entering into time. And I'll go back and read this, explain it again here in just a second. And he rode upon a cherub, that's the white horse. That's when he returned for Armageddon and did fly. And it was seen upon the wings of the wind. So he's seen up in the air as he cuts time and enters, eternity enters into time. And he made darkness pavilions round about him. So this is the darkness or eternity expanding as time goes away. Dark waters, thick clouds of the skies, through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. That's the morning star. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. That's where he descended from heaven with a, he descended from heaven with the voice of the archangel, with the shout of God, the seventh trumpet, and all of that sort of stuff. And he sent out arrows, that's the morning star, and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared. This is where every mountain falls, every isle, or every, every, every isle fled away, the mountains were not found, uh, the mountains fall, the valleys fill in, there's no more sea. And the channels of the sea appeared, and the foundations of the world were discovered. Means that you'll be able to actually see the very deepest part of the earth, the foundations of the mountains, the foundations of the world were all discovered. Why? Because this is when Jesus arises to shake the earth terribly. He is destroying all of what was created over the 6,000 years because none of that man's work, that doesn't enter into eternity. That doesn't enter into the new heaven and in the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. So the channels of sea appeared as he shakes the earth. The foundation of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord. At the blast, here it is, this is the, the morning star again. At the blast of the breath of his nostrils. That's the reason it says, As lightning shineth even from the east unto the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Because that's him using the morning star, fire out of his mouth, the smoke of his nostrils, where he brandishes his sword, using the morning star to slice and to burn all of the, well, actually, it's two angels that do the grapes. He burns the tares. Now, let me read those verses again. I'll try to move quickly through them so you can get the overall view of them, because this is really important. So the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth, meaning angry. This is the day of the Lord. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils, morning star, and fire out of his mouth devoured, coals kindled by it. He bowed the heavens, so he's cutting eternity open. He's cutting time open, eternity enters, and came down, and the darkness was under his feet. He rode upon a cherub, that's a white horse, and did fly, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind, and he made darkness pavilions round about him. In other words, eternity is entering into time. Dark waters, thick clouds of skies, through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled, more morning star. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows, morning star, and scattered them lightning and discomforted them. And the channels of the sea appeared, and foundation of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. Then we jump to Psalm 97. Another wonderful picture. The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Now, when he says the Lord reigns, that means that it is now trumpets. Because he changed from lamb to lion earlier on Pentecost. Now, this is about four months later. This is on trumpets when the Lord returns, and now he is king of kings and lord of lords. He has changed from prince to king. And that's the reason it says the Lord reigns, because he is now king of kings and lord of lords. 
Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness, there is eternity again, are round about him. So this is him cutting time and entering out of eternity into time. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. means that's where he lives. Fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. The, his lightnings enlightened the world, and the earth saw and trembled. This is all morning star stuff. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Again, that's every mountain shaking, filling in the valleys, filling in the sea, filling in the rivers, and there's no more valleys, there are no more, no more hills except for one hill. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Meaning, all of those people that are left standing. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man. Meaning, you have stood through the burning. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. That's the fire. That's the morning star. You make it through the day of trumpets and you have stood. And that's the reason you are clothed in white raiment and the shame of your nakedness do not appear. Now let's go to Joel 2, one. Blow you the trumpet in Zion. Why does it say trumpet? Because this is the day of trumpets. That's why it's the day of trumpets, because they're commanded to blow the trumpet on the day of trumpets. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. Why? Because he's he's arisen to shake the earth terribly now. For the day of the Lord, that's the day of trumpets, cometh. For it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness. Again, this is eternity entering into time. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong. So this is Armageddon. This is the battle of Armageddon. This is the armies, the tear armies, gathered to make war against him that sat on the horse. Uh, that's Jesus and his army. A great people and a strong. There has not been ever the like, neither shall there be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. This is your new world order army. The earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark. That's right. The sun went out, what, 48 hours before. That's right. 48 hours before the sun went dark. So, I mean, the earth is already getting really cold really fast. And those 75-pound hail the size of uh, beach balls are about to fall. And this is all at Armageddon. This is what it looks like in the day of Armageddon. The sun and the moon shall be dark. They're already dark. And the stars shall withdraw their shining. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. That, that's a big point. I, I wanted to get to that to you. So how do you make the stars withdraw their shining? Okay, I understand. The sun goes out. Then that doesn't give any light to bounce off of the moon. I can understand the sun goes dark. It loses its flame. I can understand the moon doesn't bounce that sun. But how do you get the stars not to shine? Now think about it. I, I can remember when I was memorizing Revelation, I thought, man, I don't even understand that. Okay, I got it. Sun goes out. Moon doesn't reflect the light anymore. I got it. How do you make the stars not shine? (laughs) I mean, all all around the world, think about it. How do you make the stars not shine? How do you do that? Now, there's another place where he covers it with a cloud. Oh, okay, okay. Well, of course, yes, we know that in the fifth seal that he opens the bottomless pit and there rose a smoke out of the pit. It's the smoke of a great furnace and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. But that's when the sun was still glowing. It was still on fire because it says the sun is darkened. This is saying the sun and the moon are out. This is after that. 
This is not coming from a crack in the earth. This is not coming from smoke out of the earth. How do you get the stars to withdraw their shining? Answer, because eternity cut into time and time is rolled back like a scroll. In other words, there is no more thing like time. That's the reason in eternity, that's, that's a big scripture. That's the scripture is telling us in eternity, when we're in our glorified bodies, we look up into the sky, we don't see anything. There is no sun, moon, and stars up there. We're in eternity. We're in our glorified light body. There's only one light on the entire earth, and that is the new Jerusalem that sets up on top of the one and only mountain of the Lord. And Jesus inside that golden city is the one and only light of the world. And as that light coming from Jesus hits us, that is the hidden manna. That is eternal life. That is our food because we have a light body, a glorified body. So I recommend you get my book so that you can understand all of this stuff. It's 1 for 20, 5 for 30, 10 for 55 at prophecyclub.com. It is summer, and if you could help Prophecy Club right now, our donations have fallen to almost zero, and we would really, really appreciate it if you could help us right now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.